Welcome to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ, tissue, and eye donation. I'm Lori Steele, and joining me is Joey Boudreaux, and this is episode number one. So this is groundbreaking. Yes, Laurie. These these certainly are exciting times. You know, we, we try to educate as much as we can. We look at different avenues where, where it can reach out to you guys, uh, you know, to, to be able to spread awareness, you know, to, to promote organ donation and, and to help you to make an educated decision, you know, if and when that time would come. You know, so, so certainly we, we see, look at this, this podcast as a, as a po- possible way to reach more of the audience. There you go. I'm out in the community. I'm a community educator with the Louisiana Organ procurement agency, our, our LOPA, and you are more clinical. Yes, I, I'm uh, the chief clinical officer for LOPA. I, I oversee the organ recovery division, uh, more the staff that goes into the hospitals and, and helps support the families and, and actually does the organ recoveries. So, uh, but, but, you know, one of our very important roles as clinicians is also to help you guys in the, in the you know, in the community because without education, you know, and without, without spreading the word, you know, there's no way we could possibly make life happen like we do. So. Yeah. Well, our goal with these podcasts, this one and the ones that follow every other week, uh, is to hopefully reach a new audience. Um, we're on social media. We're trying to get as much education out there as possible. And um, this is just one of our avenues. So every other week, look for us. We're going to be everywhere, Joey. We will. Yeah. We would love for you guys to listen in on our webpage. You can you can find us on our webpage on lopa.org slash podcast. Or you could subscribe to our podcast. It'll be available on iTunes, Stitcher, Windows Phone, Miro, Beyond Pod, TuneIn, or Pocket Cast. Yes, so really everywhere. So there's no excuse, right, Joey? No excuse. If we not talk to, to you, in. yeah, we want you listening into these podcasts and learning a little bit. We have lots going on on today's show. Um, this Gifted Life podcast will include a little bit of news, Donate Life Month. So much happening. Hang on to your hat. Yes, and of course we will have a recovery segment where we're gonna. I'm gonna touch a little bit on the basics of brain death and a little bit about donation. Yeah, in the community we hear a lot of myths. We try to squash those. Today we uh, tackle the biggest myth that. We we hear often. And in our community segment, we'll talk about Blue and Green Day that's coming up. Fine. And then we'll also have a special guest, hopefully, calling in. Oh, yeah. That's that's good. Um, technology side, new registry website, lots of information for you. Right at your fingertips. And then, uh, last but not least, we're, we're going to have a segment on, on honoring a hero, because we'd like to honor a hero on each podcast, because mm-hmm. honestly, you know, obviously, without the heroes there, you know, that making life wouldn't happen. You know, they're the, they're the, the truly the ones that you know make the impact. They're the ones that leave that legacy. They leave a legacy we never forget. We also be taking your questions, and there's so much more here on the Gifted Life podcast. We hope you stay tuned. All right, that means it's time for news here on our very first podcast. It's called The Gifted Life. Very appropriate name. Um, We try to educate so that we can save lives through transplant. Um, We have lots of partners who help us to do that. And April is a really big month. We get a lot of traction here, right? Yes, it is. April, April is National Donate Life Month. 
Yeah. It's a huge one. We're all running in different directions because <laughs> we're trying to sp spread awareness for organ donation throughout the state. Throughout the state, we have lots of partners. Um, we told you we work for the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA. Uh, we're also known as Donate Life Louisiana. We have this umbrella that we operate under with all of our partners who help to increase our registry, increase awareness. Some of those partners are the Office of Motor Vehicles, hospitals, donor families, recipient families, those waiting on a transplant, all of us working together. Um, we're excited this month because we have a new player and in our midst. Who is that, Lori? It's a really big name. The governor of our great state of Louisiana. Bobby Jindal? Yeah, I, I thought you knew him on a first name basis <laughs> I, there for a second, Jeff. I don't. I call him the governor. <laughs> he has officially proclaimed April as Organ Donor Awareness Month. So helping us reach a new audience that maybe we hadn't reached before. So we appreciate that help. Uh, but it's official. That's kind of like a, a golden seal of approval, if you yes, will, right? Is. Yeah. Uh, we also have another celebrity, if you will. It's our heart-shaped mascot, donated by one of our driving schools, another partner. Um, he is aptly named Donate. Donate. D-E-A-U-X, Nate. <laughs> Donate, yes. And so he'll be popping up across the state at different events um, to draw awareness, um, to help people learn about organ donation and, you know, just for good, plain old fun, and yes. uh, Facebook profile pictures, if you will, right? Yes, he <laughs> We also have runs and, and other events. And they're all across the state happening at different times. So really, there's no excuse for you not to get involved. No, right? there's not. Uh, actually, I'll be taking part in, in one of the runs uh, on April 11th in, in Lafayette. So, so you actually run? I, I, well, it's a slow jog, but uh, I say I run. I supervise. That's, what, that's, that's my role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would pass out. <laughs> but join us. Yeah, just look it up. It's real easy. Yes, there are many ways to, to keep up with Donate Life Louisiana News. Uh, you can visit LOPA's website at lopa.org. You can like Donate Life Louisiana on Facebook. I've done that. Uh, have you? Yes, it's great. Uh, great information. And if you have Twitter, I don't know if you do, but you can use the handle at Donate Life LA mm -hmm. on Twitter or follow us on Instagram. Yeah, we try to be everywhere yes. all the time, Absolutely. especially during April. So we hope that um, you can make one of our events or uh, promote donation in some way, shape, or form. We've reached the recovery segment of The Gifted Life, our first podcast. We appreciate you joining us and sticking with us. Um, over 123,000 people across the country are waiting on a life-saving organ transplant in our own little slice of heaven in Louisiana. It's almost 2,000 people. Um, we boast that we have um, educated a lot of people. Over 2.2 million have said yes to organ donation. We have a lot of lives to save. Unfortunately, if you sign up to be an organ donor, not everyone will become an organ donor, and that's because you have to die in a specific way. That's right, Lori. You know, unfortunately, uh, you know, many people, you know, believe that, well, if I signed on the registry, then that must mean I'm going to become an organ donor. You know, and, and many people can, you know, uh, especially through tissue donation, they can, they can save or enhance lives. But to become an organ donor, you first must suffer a brain injury, then that brain injury could be, you know, a traumatic brain injury, maybe a car accident or a motorcycle accident or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, or it could be, you know, someone who had a stroke or, or maybe just had uh, suffered from a cardiac arrest where their heart stops and their brain stopped receiving oxygen. You know, and what happens is, is over a period of time, the doctors do everything they can, you know, to save that, that person's life, and, you know, all the way from the paramedics, you know, and then to, through, through through the nursing staff and the emergency room, and then through the, the physicians and neuro staff, neurologists and brain surgeons. And and what happens, they'll do 
a series of things to, to try to alleviate the pressure that happens in the brain. Because just as if you, you know, if you break your arm or you suffer an arm injury, your tissue swells. Mm-hmm. And, and fortunately, if you, if you suffer, you know, that arm fracture or arm break, you know, your skin is compliant and it'll be able to swell. But, but with your brain, it's encapsulated, you know, within right. your skull and it's, it's hard, you know, so, so there's not anywhere for it to go. And once that pressure inside the brain, even though they've been trying to do things to alleviate the pressure, to relieve the pressure. Because all life-saving efforts are taken at this point, yes. They will take every effort to save your life and to save, you know, that, that person's life. And, and then once, you know, once the brain overcomes the pressure in the brain, overcomes the, the blood pressure, it can no longer receive oxygen and receive what we call blood perfusion. You know, so, so it's at that time where brain cells die, unfortunately, you know, and, and, and at that point, the physicians will do a certain series of tests. You know, you have 12 cranial nerves, 12, 12 nerves in the brain. They will check each and every cranial nerve through a series of tests, including, you know, checking for your breathing and coughing and things. These, these are things that happen because your brain is functioning. You're going to be on a ventilator. They have, again, when they've tried to save your life, they put you on a, a ventilator or a breathing machine. So, so it's kind of confusing. You know, it looks as though you may be in a coma. You know, and people kind of confuse it with a coma sometimes, you know, but it's a little different in that with a coma, you still have some brain stem function. You may still have, you know, a cough mm-hmm. or a gag, or maybe you still have a little bit of, of breathing left. But, but in brain death, they have checked every system, every nerve, you know, to see if there's still any function. And if there's, they are all completely ceased, then that person is declared brain dead, you know, and, and it's, it is a, a very difficult, like I said, process to understand. It's, it's somewhat difficult to even see because the heart is still beating, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's really the confusing part, but the, the heart has its own pacemaker. And as long as it's receiving oxygen from that breathing machine, it will still beat, you know, and, and sometimes the, the, the skin is still warm to touch. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where the confusion comes in. So that's why we, you know, uh, as LOPA and other organ recovery agencies across the nation, you know, and even neuro, uh, neurologists and things, they try to educate families, you know, so that there isn't that confusion. Yeah, and, and it's irreversible um, damage, and that's hard to accept. Right. Um, and I hear a lot, especially from my donor mothers, uh, when they walk into that room, they're still warm to the touch. They can still feel that heart beating. And so that's why it's hard for them to understand at that point, brain death, to talk about organ donation. So our job, our goal is to get you talking, understanding about it before it gets to that point, because there's a lot going on at that time. Right. And, and, and two, because only about two to three percent of the population, you know, dies of brain death. Most of the population, most people die where their heart stops beating first. You know, this is, there are, there are only, only two ways where you will be t- declared dead. One is if your heart stops, the other is if your brain stops. You know, and this is only a very small percentage, two to three percent. So a lot of people don't have a lot of, of exposure to have that understanding. Mm-hmm. And also, again, this is why we try to explain things and get the word out and, and, and help people to understand, you know, the difference that this is, like you said, an irreversible thing. It's not like a coma where you can maybe regain some function. 
Yeah. And, and so that's why we appreciate you listening on this podcast. We appreciate you inviting us into your classroom, um, your hospital, um, your OMV, so that we can explain this. Because at times it can be a lot to take in, especially if it's your loved one in that hospital. Um, so thanks for the insight. Uh, of course, we have more to discuss here on the Gifted Life podcast. And we surely hope that you stay tuned. Thanks for listening, guys. This is the Gifted Life Podcast. I'm Lori. This is Joey. And we are trying to educate about organ donation. So we really appreciate you listening in. Um, you know, I work out in the community. So I'm in the classrooms, hospitals, churches. And um, there's a common theme between everyone and every location. And that is a myth that if I'm a donor, if I have that heart of my license, like we do proudly here in Louisiana, they won't work as hard to save my life. That is a myth. We've had testimonials, but explain to us, I mean, you're a former ER nurse for what, seven years? Seven years. Yeah. And now, you know, you're our clinical guy here at LOPA. So if I'm a donor, they won't work as hard to save my life. Myth, right? Lori, that myth couldn't be further from the truth. As, as an emergency room nurse, you know, it's not something we did, you know, I'm going to check and see if someone's, you know, got a heart on, li- on that license. You know, we try to save that person's life. We did every measure that we can uh, from putting the patient on a ventilator to get giving them fluids and things and, and, and getting them to, you know, of course, to surgery in these brain injured cases. So, so that's your, your main focus is trying to save that person, saving the lives of others. We don't want that to, to be, you know, in the minds of any healthcare professionals. And it isn't, you and know, that's a different team though, right? A completely different team. You know, the, the, these hospitals, there are only three hospitals in the state, um, that that actually do transplant. So the rest of the the hospitals, you know, they don't even have any affiliation with the transplantation itself. Their focus is to save their patrons mm-hmm. and, and their patients' lives. We have a um, volunteer, um, Donnie Troxclair, and um, he tells this so eloquently, and I'll try to uh, sum it up for you, but um, he was in a car accident and he was ejected. He says he was a bonehead, wasn't wearing his seatbelt, but he was literally on the outside of the car. Fortunately, the car didn't land on top of him, but 911 was called, and what's their job? to save lives. He had a heart on his license. He was uh, an organ donor and they saved his life. And later, um, those injuries led to organ failure and he needed a kidney pancreas transplant. So um, the way he tells it is they did everything in their power to save his life, which he's eternally grateful for. They did. And then he ended up needing a transplant. So that's a pretty powerful story, but a true testimonial that um, when you're out there, if you're the ER staff, the 911 staff, paramedics, your job is not to look for organ donors. Your job is to save that life. That's it. That's that's what you're trained to do. All right. And that's one of our biggest myths that we, we fight. Um, we focus on education in Louisiana, and we hope that word is getting out. So if you're listening, spread the word. Help us, right? <laughs> All right. Coming up on The Gifted Life, we'll be talking about National Blue and Green Day. Get your creative shoes on, Joey. Here we go. All right, we've reached the community segment on the Gifted Life podcast, our very first one. How do you think it's going? That's wonderful. I, I think I'm so very too. happy with it. Giving ourselves props. we got to love this, right? Uh, but here's what's coming up. We want you to mark your calendar. We want you to get involved. This is an easy way to get involved. I mean, you could do it today, tonight, this weekend, whenever. Um, but on April 17th, April 17th, it's a national 
Blue and Green Day, National Blue and Green Day to promote organ, eye, and tissue donation. So we ask everyone, uh, donor families, recipients, OMV workers, clinical staff, hospital workers, anybody and everybody, show your blue and green. Like you, that nice tie you have on, blue and green. Come on, show that, wear that, show pictures, right? Um, We have um, folks who spray paint their hair blue and green. Could we do that for you? Oh, okay. You can do that. Okay. Um, we have fingernail polish. We have folks who do uh, posters. Um, we have folks who wear wigs. Um, all kinds of different, I mean, whatever you can think of, they do. The animals come into play. They have cute little blue and green outfits. I see you're, you're, you're liking this. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm wondering when you're going to get to my toes. You're going to do, oh, <laughs> hey, we can do challenges Where's as well. Um, but April 17th is our big day. It's across the nation. It's to raise awareness for organ eye and tissue donation. We're asking you to post pictures, hashtag BG, that's for blue green. That was for you, Joey. Hashtag BGLA, donate life. Use that when you're posting. Or you can send it to one of our community educators or someone who works for local. We'll post them for you on April 17th. We want to blow up Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, all those fun things for National Blue and Green Day. You know, a lot of people have been asking, do you have gear that can be purchased? Yeah, right? Where can I I get this gear? Oh, well, Joey, I'll tell you. All right, donationmerchandise.com is one of the sites that we use, donationmerchandise.com. There's all sorts of fun, different things that that you can do. And maybe you have some bright ideas that uh, we can use here at LOPA. You know, we want to hear about all that. Um, One of the the ways that um, we use some of this, the blue and green hair, the the different things, you know, is to raise awareness so we can save lives, right? Um, We have this volunteer in the Baton Rouge area. His name is Smith. He's a cutie patootie. He gives the greatest kisses to the girls that he likes. So pretty cute little guy. He's given high fives to the high school dude. So he's really relating with a lot of different audiences. And I know out there you would love him as well. Um, but his life was saved. He participates in Blue and Green Day. He does the spiked hair. One side's blue, one side's green. He has the shirts and all of that. And um, he's just a typical little boy. And his dad, Blaine, is actually going to join us um, to tell us a little bit more about Smith and how donation has really just impacted not only Smith's life, but the entire family. Joining us now is Blaine McRae. He is the father of Cutie Patootie Smith McRae. Smith is a six-year-old liver recipient, and he's doing great, right, Blaine? He really is. Um, Every day is uh, more and more normal, it seems. So, yeah, he's doing fantastic. And I love how you and your wife, Adrian, um, just love on, on this little guy and Big Brother Raz, cool name, by the way. Um, but uh, it was tough going at first, right? Um, he, was, he was a little guy, and he had a lot of problems. Yeah, he was. I mean, it, so we found out that he was sick at our, his two-month well check. Um, just kind of went into the doctor, uh, a, a pre-scheduled appointment, and, you know, found out later that afternoon that, you know, all of a sudden – they believed he had a terminal illness, and it was, you know, it was, it was, it was a pretty big jolt to our life. But um, yeah, so he, I mean, we were, we dealt with it for. He was in and out of the hospital for, you know, months until he got to be six months old, and that's when he had his transplant. So Yeah, and I love that you and Adrian have so much family and friend support there. Um, that makes all the difference. Um, did you guys know about organ donation going into this, or you learned about it as you went? We no, we did not. I mean, I can't speak for Adrian, but I, I did not really know anything about it. Um, I can honestly say that I had the the heart on my driver's license. I just, you know, I was 
and I had done that, you know, since way before I was married, you know, given the choice to, you know, to give something or keep something, you know, I was like, why wouldn't I just give it to somebody else can use it? Right. But that was the extent. Um, you know, we, it was a very much a learning process for us. And I know for the McCray family, um, his liver transplant was quite the gift, right? Because we have watched this little boy grow up and we call the hero a donor angel. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, it, he or she truly is, uh, you know, Smith's angel. Um, he, it's It's been insane just to watch how sick he was, and but he's just really insanely tough little person that had one broken piece. And as soon as that broken piece was fixed because of someone's donation to him that didn't know him or know anything about us, or as soon as that one piece was taken out and replaced – I mean, it just, he, he shifted gears and he, you know, was kind of finally able to become the person that, you know, he, he was inside of his head, you know, and he's just this tough, spunky, you know, just hilarious, um, mischievous little yeah. boy, you know, and, and stuff that <laughs> you too. just, when you see him in the hospital bed fighting for his life, it's just, it's hard to imagine ever having, you know, this moment. And so he received this, this gift of life, and now the whole family gets together to pay it forward. Tell us some of the things that you do. Well, we, uh, I mean, we have his rebirth day, and, and lucky for us, it's not, you know, his, his, so July 1st is his rebirth day. That's the day that he got his transplant. His birthday is in December, so it's really kind of, it's the opposite side of the calendar, so it's another opportunity to, you know, it, it's a special day that we celebrate you know, his getting this gift. And it's just, you know, our families are very involved and we, we, we talk about it in any opportunity. We have a chance to, to spread the Lopa's message and, and organ donation and paying it forward to others. You know, we try to do that. And, and the, our family is very involved and very helpful. And uh, it's just been great for us. Yeah, you guys adopt um, transplant families over the holidays. Um, we have a race in the Baton Rouge area, the Rabelais Run for Life. You guys have a team, the Leapin' Livers. Um, so yeah. the awareness is there. The education is there. We love that you guys do it as a family. Uh, but most importantly, we love that little Smith is able to live a normal life. I know that mom just sent me a picture, and he has a shiner. What happened with that? <laughs> yeah, so this week, Monday, we were at uh... – uh, he's it's his first year of coach's pitch, and mm. you know, so they've not only advanced the game of baseball to where you know you're actually hitting a pitch ball. They they the ball changes from this spongy little like Nerf ball to a real baseball. And uh, I, I was I'm an assistant coach, but I was helping some other kids on another part of the field. I wasn't actually there when it happened, but I think it was just a a grounder that took a funny hop and hit him in his eye. And uh, <laughs> like I said earlier, he's so tough. I mean, his eye instantly started swelling up, but the other the other coaches and dads that were there, they were, you know, trying to get him to come to the side and ice it down, and he was ready to keep playing. You know, and they they had to kind of make him stop. Like, no, let's go, let's go tend to your eye, and baseball can wait. <laughs> but, but it's interesting. I mean, that's just another part of you know this the kind of normalcy that mm-hmm. that, that he's able to to participate in. And, you know, that reminds me, I know that Grandma um, had bought him a shirt that says "Chicks Dig Scars." It's just another <laughs> scar, right, Blaine? <laughs> yeah, he has it, but I mean, you get those you get those scars early in your life, and they become part of you, just like you know. And 
uh, it's, it's, it is who he is. Uh, so, and that's one of our things. We, you know, we try to make sure that when he has something like that so early in his life, it it's easy to take it for granted, and it's easy to, you know, why am I any different than anybody else? You know, surely everyone else had this. No, you you're a special case. This someone gave, you know, someone's misfortune allowed you, you know, to be who you are today, and you have to remember that. And your scar, if you look at it in the mirror, you know, it it means something. It's not just a, a line on your body. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I see you. I see you doing that with your with your boys, with your family. Uh, we appreciate you um, sharing your story. We appreciate you allowing us to watch Smith grow up, and uh, we appreciate you honoring his donor. Thanks for joining us, Blaine. Well, great. Thank you, Lori. Hey, everybody. The Gifted Life podcast continues, and we are talking about technology. I'm not... Um, too tech savvy you no i'm not Lori. <laughs> there you go but guess what those tech savvy folks at lopa helped make it a little bit easier for us yes. actually a lot easier for yes, us have you did. looked at the site yes we are talking about our new registry website which you can access at donatelifela.org donatelifela.org okay so that's a, an easy site to get to we made it as, as user-friendly as possible right um we work for lopa louisiana organ procurement agency Lori and joey but we have all these partners and so we call ourselves donate life louisiana because we operate under that umbrella uh, we all work together to increase the registry, increase awareness, and um, we thought this was easy to remember. DonateLifeLA.org. How easy is that? And it's easy for me. And it's easy. It is. And, and I'm not the most tech savvy of guys. And, and of course, I'm always on the go. You know, so sometimes I'll have my, my you know, my iPad or my, my tablet out. And sometimes I'm using my phone. You You're know, multitasking and now, Joe. It is. It's just it good is. stuff. And, and, and with this website, you can actually access it with your phone, your tablet, with a laptop, you know, with a computer. You know, and they've, they've made it to where it's really, really easy. You can, you can also use different browsers, you know, Firefox, Safari Explorer. Chrome. So, so it's uh, quite a bit of ways to where you can access and, and get on the website. So you can, you know, possibly look at, as we spoke about earlier, you know, if there might be a myth that you're, you're concerned about, you can find it on there. Different facts about donation, you can find it on there. You sound tech savvy. Proud of you. I'm proud of you. Yeah, I just pulled it up on my phone as we were talking. It was that easy. Um, you can register to donate here, which takes a matter of seconds. Um, our our tech savvy folks were saying what's cool about this is that if you have to put in letters, it goes to that keypad. If you have to put in numbers like a zip code, it changes so you don't have to do it yourself. I'll slow you up. Yeah, so that's all good stuff. Uh, one of the f- parts I want to feature is that you can sign up to volunteer. A lot of folks are saying, how can I get involved? What can I do? Really, there are a lot of aspects. There are a lot of different things across the state that you can sign up for. We just got to find out where you are, what your talents are, and then put them to use. Um, So we're always looking for someone. Uh, We talked about Blue and Green Day. I mean, anybody can do that on any device, even you, Joey. Yes, even me. (laughs) So what are you going to be doing? Do we know? Well, I'm going to be, of course, for my my Blue and Green Day, I'm going to try to do a little, since I, you know, 
like to fix my hair different ways. I'll definitely do some coloring. I'll, I'll, I might do my toenails, as I said earlier. Yeah, I didn't know, think so, people... Well, I'll be promoting. I didn't think you, promoting. you uh, allow people to, to mess with that, <laughs> oh, that clock you got going there. Yes. But hey, uh, we keep talking about Blue and Green Day. That's Not coming open. up on April 17th. Yes. Uh, we have a calendar that you can access on DonateLifeLA.org. So like we said, it's all there at your fingertips. Really a one-stop shop for those who are wanting to get involved. We have donor families. We have recipient families. Uh, we have students. We have those who are waiting on a transplant. We have family members. We have hospital workers, OMB staff. So really everybody has something to bring to the table. So um, we know in this day and age, it's kind of tough. We have some easy stuff for you to do as well. Can you make some phone calls for us? Can you do some office work? Really anything. Bring it to the table. Let's make life happen, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And and like we said, donatelifela.org. It's really easy to find, you know, and, and it's, it's really a lot of upgrades easy to surf through. So please visit us. Easy. One-stop shop. Thanks, everybody. We hope that you will check it out. We hope that you're checking it out now, right? Yeah, yeah it's that it easy. <laughs> DonateLifeLA.org. The Gifted Life Podcast will continue. Right here on the Gifted Life podcast, and this is episode one, um, but we have all come into agreement that we want to honor a hero. Heroes leave a legacy, and we want to bring that to light. Um, This donor, her name is Sean Elizabeth Giot, and we are highlighting her here, uh, but she is also being honored nationally as our donor. She has a pretty powerful story uh, that spans over two decades. Um, I know her story because I work with her mom, Peggy Guillot, um, who is an advocate even all these years later. Um, and Joey, just to kind of uh, tell you and those who are listening to this podcast, um, Sean Elizabeth had gotten her license uh, two weeks before her accident. Um, she kind of had a bad day at school. Mom asked her if she would go to the grocery store for her. Um, and of course, she was excited. We all remember getting our license, getting the keys to the car, going by yourself, that kind of thing. Um, so Sean Elizabeth leaves not far from home. She's involved in a single vehicle accident. Uh, Mom and dad get a knock at the door. It's not good news. Um, She's rushed to the hospital. Um, She's declared brain dead. Mom, and now keep in mind, this is over two decades ago, trying to wrap this around uh, her brain, what is happening here. Um, She's being told about brain death. She's being told that this is her baby girl not coming back. Um, All this stuff going on. And then this conversation about organ donation starts happening. Um, And she doesn't know what to think. She's not familiar with organ donation. Um, Her and her family haven't discussed it. Um, Even though Sean Elizabeth had her license, um, there was no discussion about it. And remember, this was over 20 years ago. Um, Well, her dad, Don, had read an article in like a Dear Abby segment in the paper. We read those like on Sunday mornings, that kind of thing. And it was about organ donation. And um, it was, you know, promoting donation. You need to talk about it. And he said, we should. We should do this. Um, This death was going to happen with or without donation. With donation, our 15-year-old can leave a legacy. Mom struggled. And then she said this piece just kind of came about her right? It was just this piece. And she said yes to organ donation. 15-year-old Sean Elizabeth, our hero, saved six people 
which is amazing, Quality. which we're still talking about today. Um, I think you and I had, had talked about this before. Some of our um, donor families are fearful that their heroes we've forgotten. Right. Well, we are still talking about Sean Elizabeth all these years later. Mom is a big advocate. She talks in front of national audiences um, because donation, because of the lives saved. Um, and, and those and those recipients and their loved ones, you know, that you're talking 20 years ago, mm -hmm. they were able to have that second chance mm -hmm. that, that so many of us hoped for, you know, and, and she and they were able to give that to them. Yeah. And one of the hard things for this mom is that she was 15. Yeah. What kind of mark did she leave on the world? Right. And she said, um, the one thing that they have to hold on to is organ donation. And um, during the month of April, Organ Donation Awareness Month, um, we will share Sean Elizabeth's story. And, and like we said, she is honored nationally as our hero. And so we want to remember Sean Elizabeth. We want to remember the lives that she saved. Um, she also was a, a tissue donor. She helped folks see as well. So organ, eye, and tissue. And this was 20 years ago. Um, so this is still amazing. Her, her mom is an inspiration. Um, we love Sean Elizabeth because uh, we hear about her so often through her mom and through these volunteers. So we encourage you to come forward, um, share those stories. Um, it is an inspiration. Um, it breathes new life into us to help save more lives. And at this point in this podcast, we want to pause and we want to thank Sean Elizabeth for the gift of life. is truly an amazing story and, and you can hear you know or read about her story and other heroes just like her on our webpage uh, under lopa.org under the faces of donation tab it's really powerful please check it out on the Gifted Life podcast, and again, this is episode one. We appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, we thought it important to answer a lot of your questions. We get questions that pour in um, through our website, and we are committed to answering them, and we, we use it as a teaching tool as well. Um, so this question came in, Joey. It says, I'm a student at a college in Louisiana doing a presentation on organ donation, and we get those a lot, and we do want to help as much as possible. So she says, two young males, one poor, one rich. They're in need of a heart-lung transplant, both on the waiting list, same length of time. A transplantable heart-lung just become available. Who gets it? How will this decision be made? And by whom? So these are questions that, that filter in, and this is one that we thought was important to discuss. Yeah, and, and actually this is not the first time I've, I've gotten this. You know, in some of my community events, this similar question has been posed. The answer is that, that it's not based on rich or poor. You know, this, the person that, that receives this heart or lung will get it based on need and match. You know, there's a system put in place and it's called uh, UNOS, United Network of Organ Sharing, and they house the national waiting list. And it is an anonymous list. And what happens if, if someone, you know, is a potential donor here in Louisiana, we have staff that pulls up the list. You know, they put up the information, put all the information in to this UNOS website. And this information is not 
names There's or where no names. it's height, weight, right, things right. that you need to know. It is height, weight, blood type, you know, so, so that's how a donor and potential recipient are matched, not based on the person's social status or, or the amount of wealth that they have, you know, so none of that is, is input in this into this database. So once, you know, we input the data and we can, you know, figure out which donor matches the best recipient, you know, we offer that to that transplant center. And of course, it is by the sickest and best match, you know, then of course they would then say yes uh, for their recipient and then come into Louisiana or if they're, you know, one of the transplant centers within Louisiana, fly in or, or drive in and recover that organ, heart, lung for their potential recipient. And we have a, a volunteer who um, tells his story, and he says he was on disability, and he was raising a child, and he was only getting $16,000 a year, and he received a kidney pancreas. And he said if it was based on how much you make, yes. he wouldn't be here to tell his story exactly. today. So that's pretty powerful. Yes, right? So um, we encourage questions, please. It, it allows us to, to know what you're thinking about. Um, you know, if this is stopping you from signing up to help save lives, we want to answer as much as possible so that you can make an educated decision. So if you have questions, we want to hear from you. Info at lopa.org or info at donatelifela.org. Send them in. Uh, we always answer and some will pull here on this podcast because it opens a healthy discussion, yeah. right? We want we want you to be as educated as possible. Right. We want you to be informed. Yeah. All right, we have come to the end of the Gifted Life podcast, episode one. How do you feel? How do you feel? Oh, I, I think this went great. I mean, I'm excited about it. Looking yes. forward to episode two. We're, we're pumping ourselves up. We'll see what others have to say. And, you know, we do want to hear from you. Yes. Uh, there was a lot of work that went into this podcast, sweat and uh, time t- times tears, right? <laughs> a couple. A couple, tears. <laughs> a couple. Uh, but we do want to thank Blaine McRae. He joined us on the podcast today to tell us about his uh, cutie patootie son, Smith, who's alive and well today, thanks to a donor angel a hero. Um, and so we came up with some topics to discuss today, but we want to hear from others. Yes, yes. If you have any suggestions, any any topics that you'd like to hear about, you know, in the future, let us know at, at uh, info at lopa.org. And continue to send in your, your questions. Uh, we appreciate you sticking with us. It's called the Gifted Life Podcast. And um, it was a good time. We think a lot of education can be done here in Louisiana. Uh, 2.2 million people have signed up. We are proud of that. And our goal is to reach the entire state of Louisiana. We want to see red hearts everywhere. That would be nice, right? Yes, it would. <laughs> All right. We hope that you sign up. We thank you. Um, it's The Gifted Life, Episode 1. Mm-hmm.